This is the second episode of Blockchain, a blockchain training and consulting resource via podcast where everyone can learn the true meaning of blockchain environments and projects. ICO Alert does not endorse or recommend any digital assets. Any opinions in this podcast do not reflect the opinions of ICO Alert and should not be construed as financial, legal, tax, or any advice of any kind. Please click down in the link below for additional information about our disclaimer and terms of conditions from consuming ICO Alert content. I'm Ryan Dennis, the head of content for ICO Alert. Today, I'm going to be discussing a few highlights from a recent article about ICO Alert's comprehensive data. Now, Joseph Argiro is a data analyst here at ICO Alert, and he has been providing tons of value here in more ways than can be named on one podcast alone. Yet, he has been really starring in the internet world as a writer for us as well, where he's doing research and analysis based on our comprehensive data on ICOs. We collect 50 to 100 data points, sometimes more, on every single ICO that is out there. We recently have just passed a listing of 5,000 ICOs in total. So this is much more than any other site that is on the internet, and we consider ourselves to be the only trusted comprehensive list because we also have zero scams, or at least obvious scams, listed. And we use third parties of all different kinds to perform high-level vetting for any of the initial coin offerings that might be out there to be listed on our site. For those who are not familiar, an ICO is an initial coin offering. An initial coin offering is a token generation event that allows businesses to use blockchain technology to take investments from whether it be a retail investor of somebody with $100 all the way to accredited and institutional investors who may be wanting to invest millions and in some cases billions. Now, ICO and cryptocurrency regulation is a complex, daunting, yet important subject. Many companies and ICOs have chosen to incorporate their businesses outside of their home country in an effort to mitigate imminent regulatory risks that are very real. Certain locations around the world are seen as more crypto-friendly due to general business and tax purposes, but also crypto-specific regulations. For example, the ICO laws in Bermuda that allow it to be more easy for entrepreneurs to start ICOs in Bermuda. And we'll get into some of those details later. In fact, smaller and less regulated countries more than ever are encouraging ICOs and crypto companies to incorporate in their country to bolster GDP and spur innovation and growth within their country. Let's explore the ICO market together. Let's better understand where companies are flocking to, which can then help us understand how regulation is affecting crypto business development at a global scale. Now let's begin with our data accuracy. While ICOalert.com is a comprehensive database of ICOs, we were only able to find locations for approximately 30% of ICOs in our system. Now with over 5,000 ICOs, we were able to analyze the incorporation locations and office headquarters locations of approximately 1,000 ICOs that occurred in 2018. Fortunately, the higher quality ICOs tend to be more transparent about their team and locations, skewing this data set towards high quality projects. ICO incorporation locations are quite interesting, so let's get right into it. Let's talk about Asia. Singapore leads the pack as the hottest location to run an ICO. While 16% of ICOs incorporate in Singapore, 
only 13% choose the same city as their headquarters. It seems that ICO teams with ties to Asia view Singapore as a crypto haven, especially due to the ICO ban in China and harsh regulations in Hong Kong. The Monetary Authority of Singapore, or MAS, has a favorable view of fintech, or financial technology, and is conscientious of stifling innovation. The MAS has developed a regulatory sandbox environment, which allows fintech companies to test their new technologies there. Now, here's a quote from the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Quote, in circumstances where it is less clear whether a new financial product or service complies with legal and regulatory requirements, some financial institutions, or FIs, or startups may err on the side of caution and choose not to implement it. This outcome is undesirable, as promising innovations may be stifled, and this may result in missed opportunities. End quote. Officially, the MAS has stated that it does not regulate cryptocurrency. End quote, which is a promising neutral stance given that the MAS acts as Singapore's central bank and regulator. Let's talk a little bit about office headquarters locations. Let's start the conversation off with Europe. Data shows that in 2018, if you launched an ICO based out of Europe, chances are you settled on Estonia or Switzerland for your incorporation location. Estonia has helped pave the way in government adoption of blockchain, with plans to launch its own cryptocurrency in the future. Estonia's cryptocurrency, Estcoin, will function as the country's e-residency programs. This will help to solve tough blockchain issues, such as identity and price volatility. Switzerland created the Crypto Valley Association in 2013, modeled after Silicon Valley in order to foster innovation in the space. Now, Switzerland has been a proponent of crypto from the beginning, home to the Ethereum Foundation and Bancor, located in Zug. Let's talk about some island nations, right? I mentioned Bermuda a little bit earlier. It is important to consider how the crypto-friendly havens may impact the longer-term growth of the ecosystem. Malta is gaining traction quickly for its clear regulatory stance. With almost 5% of ICOs in 2018 choosing to incorporate there, that's huge for such a small country. Furthermore, the largest cryptocurrency exchange in the world, Binance, has moved its headquarters to Malta from Hong Kong due to heavy regulations. Not far behind our island territories in the Caribbean and Europe, Gibraltar, Cayman Islands, and the British Virgin Islands, to name a few. The Cayman Islands is home to Block.1, the company behind EOS raising over $4 billion, making it the largest ICO in history. Competition is healthy in this sense, with many smaller nations competing for tax revenue in the growing digital economy. If strict regulation is enacted in the developed world, we may see an increasing number of ICOs incorporate in these island nations. Let's talk about the U.S. and the U.K. While most ICOs are clearly operating teams out of the U.S., 24% many companies have decided to incorporate offshore. The UK follows a similar trend, with a significant percentage of ICOs choosing to incorporate elsewhere. This may be largely due to regulatory uncertainty as well, specifically the perceived relative strictness of securities regulations in the US by the SEC, or the Securities Exchange Commission. Now, the SEC has indicated that it believes there is a need for regulation in the ICO space in order to protect investors in this volatile new market. Security tokens have clearer rules to follow. Think Regulation D and Reg CF. 
While the most uncertainty lies with utility tokens, the safest route is to consider your utility token a security in the eyes of the SEC when it comes to your fundraising methods. Let's conclude all of this great information that Joe has compartmentalized for us. Clearly, you can see governments around the world have taken very diverse stances in regards to ICOs and new cryptographic technology. In Europe, Estonia and Switzerland have clearly emerged as thought leaders in the space, while in Asia, Singapore is the clear favorite for ICOs when it comes to incorporation locations. Many expect harsh regulations to materialize in some parts of the world, which is why companies are choosing to incorporate in crypto-friendly island nations around the world. While some governments choose to embrace change and are working to produce thoughtful regulations, others are choosing to ban ICOs altogether and keep the status quo, for lack of a better term. There's no doubt that people in positions of power are fearful of this change, given that blockchain can eliminate the need for intermediaries and ICOs can democratize access to capital for all. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for more information, analysis, and insights from the ICO Alert data team. Here today and now, we would love for you to join our podcast community. Feel free to leave a comment on YouTube or on our articles, and please subscribe to this podcast. ICO Alert really appreciates all of our listeners, and we thank you for educating yourself on this wonderful new world of blockchain technology. Have a great day.